All right, all right. How's the day going for everybody? I hope it's going well. This is Little Quran coming at you today on February 4th, letting you know that I am thinking about you and I'm giving you the best thoughts that I can give you to give you a good, inspirational day. How's everybody today? I hope you're well. I hope you're thinking of me like I'm thinking of you. Little Quran. All right. Here we go today. Now today, I just want to just, you know, kick around on a various amount of things, just, you know, just really just not really hammering on nothing, you know, of course, you know, Mabel Gray will always be an issue, I always will start my topic of my show off with uh, Mabel Dean Gray's, um, you know, information as far as her charitable foundation, so... I would appreciate that everybody consider that as something to look forward to helping in order for it to help the community and everyone else. That's poor. Because my mother, she was geared toward the poor people and the people that were in the community struggling. And that's the way her foundation will be geared towards the, the poor people in the communities that are struggling and trying to make ends meet somehow. We'll figure out some things. We'll work out a game plan. I'll get with my team when I put it together. And uh, we'll start seeking out some people when we get this revenue going. But we have to get the business set up first. These are some things we're thinking about, I'm thinking about, as far as putting this together and having uh, my mother's name go on shining bright. And keeping her good and clean like she always was. She's a God-fearing woman. And I know where she's at. God, take my mother, please. All right. Now, on the topics of the day, we have a few things that's going on, you know, with the government there. Supposed to be allegedly uh, over there fighting over there in the regions of the Baltic, and uh, they're trying to do some things to occur. Uh, sorry, excuse me. I'm on another war, another time. But they're trying to do something to the, uh, the people over there that are in their region. You see. And. Uh, these people seem to think that uh, they don't want the influence of the Soviets in their country of Ukraine. Now, when I think of Ukraine, I think about, you know, doing some of that Karate Kid stuff, you know, with you doing Ukraine, Ukraine. But just a thought. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but Ukraine, um, they seem to be fighting back over there and... It seems to be some bloodshed. We don't know if it's some theatrics or not. And, um, you know, it's something that they just concocted and put together. But the thing about it is what I'm saying is, um, why? Why are you fighting? I mean, your town, your, your town or, 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 or country, rather, that uh, compared to yours, is, I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm talking about them, but it's kind of puny compared to yours. So what seems to be the problem? They didn't uh, agree to the extortion deal continuing or what? I mean, because what is it? 
because I don't see anything that uh, would merit them fighting a small country like that, trying to take it over when they could just hit it with a few airstrikes. But I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just noticing that you're, you're giving them a ground fight, a stand-up fight. So I guess it's just different stages of what you want to do because the media is really doing a lot of hype on it. And they're really putting their two cents in it. And that can really ex excel the whole thing to where it's, it, it, it's igniting the fire even worse with the media, you know, giving you the play-by-play. -play. I'm not saying that you're supposed to keep things like that, atrocities and different things like that, quiet. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the media, the media is just, you know, helping on hyping it. But, you know, why are they even fighting at all? Nobody's really actually explained that explanation on why the Soviets are in Ukraine trying to actually fight. We know, we can assume, we can do anything that we can do to try to think things that we feel as far as personal feelings. But I would just like to know, out of curiosity, why are you even there fighting? They're small, my new country that's right next door to you, your neighbor. I mean, I ain't saying they're insignificant. I'm just saying they're, they're not no threat. Why are you uh, showing your mask and bullet? I'm just curious. Something must have worked wrong in the negotiations on what? Whatever they're supposed to give you, extortion, something, what? I don't know. What's going on? Something must have really went wrong for you to do that. Or the Americans employed you to do that, to cast the suspicion off of them to look at something that was more important to tend to than Michael J. Dean. See, they always create some type of episode when it's time to address my situation, to push me back. But we're right along with them and we're grounding them out right there step by step. Every step you take, we're going to be grinding you out on this issue about me and getting this, this solved. Because you cannot interfere and you cannot go into the world and you cannot be telling them to not do something when you are in here taking your citizens money for 40 plus years in extortion. Now return my money back to me and quit playing. Social Security owes me so much money. You took $159,000 off me 40 plus years ago and divvied it up. Times 40 plus years That's millions. Plus penalties and interest. The lower courts gave you an opportunity to pay for this over the years. And they told you if you didn't pay me, it would be with interest and penalties. And that goes for the government as far as their issues. 90 million from them, the state of Pennsylvania and the city. BMI, they owe millions, about a billion now. So do the NAACP. The NAACP, they took the black half of my situation, made a lot of money. 
And they told them in the courts, the lower courts years ago to pay this off because you owe the person and you are told to pay. But Pittsburgh's kangaroo court, they did not enforce it. Now, this is what I'm saying on what they actually did. The factual. What's going on with the factual? See, they ruled in my favor years ago in the lower courts in Pittsburgh because the judges, they knew if they were going to continue to extort because everybody was in extortion mode, that it would behoove them to rule right because they told them that we have to because that'll just cover our ass and make make it to be whereas we rule right. But we're going to do what we want to do anyway and extort him. I know that's what you're going to do. The judges knew that. So they ruled like that because they knew it wasn't going to go, it wasn't going to go away with them. So over the years, it comes to now to whereas they are in trouble. And those issues with those courts are coming back up. As far as what they should have done and what they didn't do and all that, as far as what they got to do. So now they're looking bad. And that's the point that I'm trying to make about this whole thing. They told him to pay that. And the judges ruled right, but they knew they was going to keep extorting. So now those judges who have ruled right back then, they were in trouble back then, those judges. They knew they were in trouble because, you know, the city had decided to just stick with the traditional extorting that they do. So now those judges who ruled right back then, everything in their repertoire as far as wrong, criminal, that they've done all these years, even though they still extorted because they knew that everybody had it locked to do so, so they might as well just go along. So that, where does that leave those judges right now? Where does that leave them? What type of situation are they in right now compared to where everybody else is in the court system? The rest of the judges... All the other judges, rather, they're in trouble. So they are too. So, but where does that really leave them at? Where does that leave them? Well, it leaves them here. Their past deeds that they've done wrong as far as their crimes, due to the fact that they rule right in the, in the older courts as far as the past, and they told them to pay me, and that's the way they ruled, and they told them that they would have to pay interest and penalties if they didn't. So that's 40 years plus. So those judges who were in trouble, their records have been expunged. And the reason why is because they made the right decision when they ruled before. You understand? So that's how that's going with that situation.
So they're able to come back and be able to rule and actually testify because they're witnesses to the fact of what the city's inappropriate activity was consisting of, of that times when it was happening. So therefore, these people made the right decision. Because they knew if it ever came to a point in the future that it would change and I would get in control, they knew that it would be favorable for them because they ruled, they made the right decision years ago. Even though they had to pretty much go along with the extortion because everybody else wasn't going to stop. You see what I'm saying? So that made them really actually favoring me on that situation. And now they have to pursue on turning all the monies back over. Well, not back over to me because I never had them in my hands. They start extorting me from day one and from the door. So that makes them to have to turn the monies into my hands and be able to pursue my mother's foundation charitable fund. So these are some of the things that I'm saying that happened that were kind of a good thing for those folks that made the right decision on their ruling. See, they have nothing but uh, good things coming now because that was the right decision to rule and uh, it helps them get themselves back on track as far as being a productive citizen that works within the system who is a robe. <clears throat> and that's a job that's, you know, something that's, you know, a prestigious job to where, as you know, you are someone who's looked up at in some ways. And um, you figure you have to keep an example on your rulings. So... From what I see, that was a good ruling because it ruled in my favor and that was supposed to be right. And I don't have a problem with these people expunging the judges that made the right decision back then. And ruled in my favor so I can at least recover the situation now. All you have to do is go back to the original court proceedings years ago. When this first happened, after they got along for a while, the judges made the right decision who ruled on this situation as far as me being able to get restitution. And on top of the fact that when they do get restitution, it will definitely be with the penalties and the interest. I'm not a unfair man. I do things in a way to where I can try to be fair for everybody. But when it comes to my personal decisions, it has to be fair for me only. Because it's my business. 
Yours is yours and mine is mine. You have to make the same choices, but only with your business. We have no time for playing around and playing games because the way it goes, you know, life is going to too fast for us. We might miss the glory. If we don't stop, walk sometime and smell the roses. Because smelling those roses is a smelling of roses to success. Releasing that stress from themselves and making themselves be pure and clean from stress that we all digress from every day. Oh man, you know, I got to go back to this cell, man. You know, I was out in population today and I got to go back to this cage. But you look forward to the next day getting out into the yard and getting some fresh air. Instead of being locked up in a cage. These are the little things that some people appreciate that are free. Freedom to roam around and do things and get some fresh air, go outside, look at the sun and the blue skies and the birds flying in them and appreciating that you are alive in a negative situation. That's a person that's looking at the best, my brothers, my, my brothers, I'm telling you, because you're looking at life even in there. Even in there, you can be positive and you can look for hope somewhere in one of those cracks and crevices in your cage. Because you can always let your mind go and let your mind go free and you can be all over the world and in the universe and you can be doing things so far away from your troubled situations. So don't think that you are caged, my brother. You're not caged. Your mind is never caged. You are never blocked in. You are never restrained. As long as your mind is functioning enough for you to think and for you to be able to have an irrational decision and be able to check yourself when you're getting ready to wreck it. You understand, my brothers on lockdown? You understand what I'm saying? When you get that second chance, my brothers, and you get out of there, you get out of there and you stay out of there. You don't go back in. You stay free. You keep trying. I know it's different than when you went in and when you come out, you're going to have to learn again. I know that. It's a learning process for everybody, brother. But you hold up your head now and you hold it up high because you are a man. You can survive in this whole lie that they put together to form weapons against you, which is their mouth. Because they read you wrong, my brother, and they tell the story wrong.
Because they don't understand you, my brother, because they don't want to. I got you. I'm holding you down in here, brother. I'm holding you down out there. Because a decent man deserves a second chance for romance. You understand, my brothers? So don't think because you're locked down, you don't have another chance. If you got a chance of getting out, take it. Now, I didn't rap to my brothers that got a chance of getting the keys unlocked. Let me rap to my brothers that don't. Now, just because you're in there and locked down, brothers, and you can't get out, they threw away the key on your brother, but you get out in your mind, my brother. You get out in your mind. You let your mind fly. You let it soar. You let it go to Japan. You let it go to China. You let it go to the Middle East. You let it go everywhere, brother. Because your mind can get you out of your cage if you let it. You have a sixth sense, they say. <coughs> Excuse me. But I say there's 10 senses for you to be able to connect to. You have to learn how to connect to them and be able to enheighten your psychiatric ability. To be able to get yourself out of that cage. And then when you come out into population, it's even more better because when you get outside, you can let your mind wander even more because you see the blue skies. You see the birds flying. You feel the weather, whether it's cold or whether it's warm or not. But you keep soaring, my brother, in your mind and you keep flying because I'm never going to give up on you, my brother. Because I know you ain't going to give up on me. And get your manhood back, brother, because you got it. Just because you on lockdown, they ain't take you, they ain't take you for your manhood, brother. They only got it if you give it to them. Let them know. I'm gonna hold my head up high in this cage. And I'm gonna get myself out of here. And when I get myself out of here, I won't look back. Guaranteed, I won't look back. Brothers and sisters, don't look back. Except for you look back for your brothers on lockdown that can't get out. You tell them, look, I got you out here, brother. Especially your ones that you was holding down, they was holding you down in there. I'm going to send you something on your commissary, send you something, put you a couple things on your books. Because we was cool in there. Look out for it, brother, because he can't get out. You're the only lifeline to the outside for him to be able to be connected, my brother. So make sure the brother got something from outside he would never have, my brother. It could be so simple as something like a snicker bar, my brother. For you to let the brother know you're thinking about him while he locked down. He'll appreciate it. Box of cookies. Anything to know somebody thinking about him and caring about him on lockdown for life. My brother. And that don't inspire him on the inside to give 
encouragement to the folks inside to be able to do better, even when he know he's helping them get out and he can't. It's inspiration that you need in your life to keep your life whole so you don't fold when you need to keep on life plan surviving not canavin my brother you don't want to canav that's what got you in your cell you're canavin my brother don't let your canavin Come back as a pestilence disease to try to take you over when you come out them gates, my brother. Because you can survive. You can create some way for you to get back into society and make money. And take care of you. And if you're lucky enough to have a family, your family. It's all in you, my brother. It's all in you doing right for yourself. And if you got a seed, do right for your seed, my brother, because he's looking at his daddy. He's looking at you and saying, I want to be like him. No, son, don't be like me. I ended up in jail. Be better. Don't go to jail. Stay out, son. Get a job. Even if it's at McDonald's, get a job, my brother. Burger King. Have it your way where you get your pay. You understand what I'm saying, my brothers? You teach the young to strive and grind the right way, my brother. Don't let them knock somebody in the head, old woman, rob a purse, something like that, selling drugs, my brother. Tell them, simple as this. My brother, you got to get a job. So you won't end up in here like me, my brother, and you won't be on lockdown for life. Wishing that you can be out and do the things that everybody do that you took for granted in life. Understand, my brothers? Be strong, my brothers. You are a black man in a bad situation because you made some wrong decisions in your life. And some of them can be changed and they can be corrected, my brothers. And that's what we're here to do. But for those who we can't change them, we might be able to rearrange them and make them comfortable in that situation, my brothers and my sisters. While they do their hitch. This drama keeps everything cool. Stay frosty, brothers. Don't never let the heat and on that note today, I'm saying that we are going to have a 30 minute segment today, pretty much coming up on it. I'm going to cut it short today because Rosal uh, Quran has a few errands to run. So with that said, I want to be able to get a hold to you peacefully and do some things with you that gives you inspiration. And for my brothers and sisters, my Muslim family, walk in the path of the righteous 
Allah. And for my Christian friends and family, may God be with you. May he protect you as well as Allah too. And may he inspire you to have good thoughts and good tidings for your neighbor. Think positive and think good about your neighbor. Don't end up like the neighbors in the Baltic to where they're fighting and throwing stones at each other. Keep your peaceful nature, my family. We are family. I tell you that all the time. I'm always thinking of you and inspiring you and you're inspiring me. We have the best in this situation because we have the good. You understand, my brothers? I'm the good. I paid the price this long, staying out of the bad, even when they tried to drag me in, to keep some good. Because if I did not put myself into this situation and stay good for 40 plus years, who would have the means to get you out? You have to think about it, people. You have to think about it. I paid the price. Now all you got to do is just pay the money, do your best to be inspired by it, and live the life. All right. I'm going to come up on you. And I'm going to say one time to the ladies, you are so beautiful to me. And I'll see you. Peace.